Um, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex. And today, this is round two. We're going to do it again <laughs> with my friend Ellie Lee, actress, television personality, superstar, uh, West Coast living, Los Angeles-based badass. What's up, Ellie? Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me once again. <laughs> hey, no problem. Thank you. Glad to, I mean, glad to hang out. Listen, we're all in quarantine. We're all in this together. Why not? Why not make some cool content? And talk about life and hear a little bit about you. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Um, okay, well, before we get into it, let's um, start off with some Wednesday wisdom. I will go first because mine's super short and sweet. Um, we finally watched Frozen 2 the other day. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Frozen 2. Okay, it's wonderful. I really, really enjoyed it. I wasn't super into the first one, and so I was surprised as to how much I really enjoyed it. But the best part is Anna, one of the princesses, is, like, going to fight, and she's being all, like, strong and independent, and her, the, like, prince character, her, like, boyfriend, I guess, um, <laughs> like, picks her up on his reindeer, and they're, like, riding off, and the first thing he says to, has, says to her is, I'm here, how can I help you? <laughs> and I turned to Corey, and I said, did you hear what he said? Oh my god, I just love that. I, I love, love that. It. For so many reasons. Number one, because I literally say that to her every single day. You are such a supportive person. All, every yes, damn day. you do. But I also am like, usually the princes in Disney movies are the ones that are like leading the pack and doing the thing. And I also just thought it was such a great opportunity to be a wonderful role model to all the little boys. And I hope, I know that it's not really a boy movie, you know, quote unquote. Right. But I hope that every boy out there watches that. I mean. Oh, it was so sweet. Aw, that's good. I like that wisdom. What can I do for you? What can I do ah! for you? May we all ask each other that. Right? Especially right now. Yeah. yeah. But that's my Wednesday wisdom. Go watch Frozen 2. Nice. And enjoy it. What about you, Ellie? Do you have any wisdom for us? Yes. Um, so much wisdom. Being quarantined and I came to, so yeah, I'm living in Los Angeles, but I came to be with my family last week just cause listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I know everybody is avoiding their parents, but I have been going through a lot of shiznat in LA and I've been meaning to want to be with my family. And I'm just saying if the situation, it's going to get bad, right? And if they do close down domestic, you know, uh, flights and my parents get sick and I'm all the way on the West coast and, and I'm, I'd be freaking out. Do you know what I'm saying? So oh, like, yeah. yes, we risked it, but me and my brother were so crazy on the plane. Literally, dude, we were covered head to toe. We had so many Clorox wipes. I, we, we literally, we didn't go to the bathroom for five hours. We just stood like this in the seat. <laughs> Like, literally, like, we're, like, on my household, it's, like, level 14 paranoia. Anyways, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that I'm in New Jersey right now, right? Oh, and my And, like, my mom's making all this food. I'm eating so much. Also, I feel very strange. My mood is very weird. So, like, all I want to do is just, like, eat a lot and then sleep and then, like, you know, all this stuff. But I've definitely gained weight. I feel bloated. Today, I was like this, Ellie, get off your butt and go just run a mile because I'm looking at all these people. Everybody's doing yoga. Alex is always up and about doing this and that. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting inspired by all these women. I'm looking at their 
like just like their fitness and just like anyways i went and i ran uh, a little over a mile and i know that's not a big deal but just like just cut me it a is. break then i did some yoga then i did some weights and just the endorphins that working out releases and the way that yeah. you feel afterwards is just so worth the fight that's what i want to say is exercise yeah. is really great it sucks sometimes while it's happening because you're just like yeah. this hurts i don't like this i can't breathe but yeah. when it's over you're just like you know what thank you it's worth it i feel i feel yeah. that i hear that people <clears throat> often ask me like how do you stay motivated to work out and i always focus on the end I focus on how great I'm going to feel afterwards because I know I'm going to feel great afterwards. I don't focus on like, it's going to suck and whatnot. That's my motivation is I know I'm going to feel better at the end. I just got to go do it. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, like there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I also just posted on Instagram a picture and um, I quoted uh, Legally Blonde. <laughs> nice. Do you remember that quote when she's saying like, do you remember that movie? Yeah, I read the quote on your thing. It was really good. Yeah, okay. No, <laughs> I don't even quote. remember what it is. Like, exercise makes you gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. There you go. <laughs> it's true. All right, it's so true. What's yeah. your What's your wisdom on, on this Wednesday? Uh, mine is in the time of in <laughs> what day is it? In love in the time of quarantine would be to put yourself on a schedule. Um, I have not been doing that. We've just kind of been like yeah, floating. vacationing, kind of working, kind of not. So. Put yourself on a schedule. Uh, I read something that was like, you know, in the mornings after breakfast, like go on a walk. And then when you get home from the walk, you're at work. And then when you're done, you know, uh, with like the first four hours of your day, go have lunch and then go for another walk. And then you're back at work. And then, um, you know, uh, if you go to the gym at night, you know, when you come, that's when you go to the gym and then come back home or, you know, whatever it may be. But put yourself on a schedule. I think that'll be a good help for me because i am still working which is great but uh i don't know how much longer it's gonna last for so gonna try to get it all done uh um to the best of my ability before everything dries up so trying to finish strong yes but yeah so yeah um but yeah we want to dive into a little bit about you um (laughs) that's why we're here um so i met you working on the short film rick and ruby um that was um written by um our friend sam sam that's right and uh yeah i kind of like randomly knew steven simon and got brought into it and it was such a fun project and it's done really well on the festival circuit also i I love i love how (laughs) i love how Corey didn't mention my ex-boyfriend who directed it I love Scott. I mean, I love Scott. Whatever. We're, we're not talking about him today. We're not talking about, talking about you. We're talking about yeah. you today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I met you, and I just thought you were like this kind of magnetic character, <laughs> and I uh, wanted to talk a little bit more about your journey and and kind of how you came into acting and uh, what you're doing now. And uh, yeah. Okay. So once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, listen. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a kid of retailers. My mom went to FIT. She's very artsy. My dad owned kids' clothing stores all my life, right? So I'm not surrounded by anyone in the entertainment industry. But when I was little, literally when I was a little girl, I was really quiet. I was really timid. But I would watch movies 
and I would sit in the theater and I would literally watch these actors and a part of me just like lit up. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm not trying to make decisions about my life, you know? Yeah. But just this thing resonated with me so much. It was just like, I want to do that so bad, right? Yeah. But when you're growing up and you're never surrounded by it and you don't know people in it, it's you don't think it's possible for you. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, yeah. I was like... I am, first of all, I didn't see Asian people in movies or TV shows. So like in my mind, I was like, oh, not only can I not do this, I'm also Asian. So it's never going to happen. So I really Mm. like buried that dream, like really deep. And I think growing up, I'm a kid of the late 80s. So I grew up with Total Request Live. And so for the younger kids out there, Corey, do you know the show? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to watch it all yeah. every day trl carson daly are you guys around my age like if i say late 80s or are you guys like yeah. in the 90s yeah i'm older than I, you are i'm 35 yeah. i was born in 89 so i'm 30. okay great 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 you never know these days you know sometimes i'm having a conversation they're like i'm 21 and i'm like i'm just gonna go because i just, oh, yeah. I just yeah. need to go i'll see yeah. myself now <laughs> um anyway Later, so dude. i would watch total request live and i would like be like wait a minute so you're telling me these people like are on a mic and they get to just like interview all of these like really relevant cool pop culture like figures because listen I when I was sucked into entertainment like I was sucked in I was fucking obsessed with Jonathan Taylor Thomas I was obsessed (laughs) with all the teen props I had every magazine when I was a Spice Girl fan I mean I was to the death I bought all the lollipops and the stickers and and (laughs) sync like I really consumed this stuff and it really resonated with me so I when I saw Carson Daly I was like that's what I want to do I want to interview these people who like are living these crazy lives and figure out how they did it So, like, I really fell in love with that idea. So, in college, I, like, auditioned for this anime news network. And I don't know anything about anime. But they were looking for a news host. And I was like, I'm going to go and audition. I had never been on audition before in my life. I went in. I did my thing. And literally, they called me up. They're like, we'd love for you to be the newscaster. And we're going to pay you $500 for every shoot you do. So, it was the first time where somebody was paying me. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I can't wait. I've done this a lot. So, like, I'm really (laughs) pumped. But, like, that kind of started everything. And I had already had a personality because I was a Korean pop culture entertainment writer for like the only like K-pop site that existed that was like English in English. Wow, so like this I didn't re- know that. Yeah, it was like this really snarky, funny website that basically took Korean pop culture and like wrote it as if like it was like TMZ Hollywood kind of thing, you know? Oh, damn. <laughs> and so I became a writer for them and I started just getting a personality because I would write very like, the way that I wrote was very like almost like fangirlish. And so like people liked that. And then I started interviewing Korean pop artists that would come to America to do shows. And a lot of them were American book born so I started interviewing them and those kind of things started like picking up and I realized oh I really like this I really want to pursue this you know wait a lot of the k-pop stars are American born yeah a lot of them are and so even during that time there was a couple that were from so what they do is a lot of them either audition for these agencies or the agencies come to like New Jersey and they put on like um almost like an American Idol kind of thing whoa who they want to accept and then these kids go to Korea and then they be they start becoming trainees. So literally every day and night they're eating, breathing, singing, music and like personality lessons basically, you know? Oh my wow. god. It's really That's intense. That's crazy. People don't know these K-pop stars that you see, they have 
they have gone through grueling things to get where to where they are. And it's not over Whoa. when they become stars. They're still on that 24-hour grind. Oh, so, my God. Uh, kind of so takes the fun out of it. I know, right? <laughs> Yo, they work hard. So, anyways, I was obsessed with K-pop at the time. And when I, when I fell in love with Korean entertainment, it was the first time I had Korean pride. Because, like, growing up, like, yeah. you know, you're not, like, proud to be Asian. Like, there's no reason we should be proud. You know what I mean? Like, you go to school with, like, white kids. And, like, white kids think you're weird or your food smells and, like, all of these things. Or, like, the black kids are way too cool for you and you don't know how to jive with them. And, like, the yeah. Latina kids are also cool, you know how to jive with them so you're just like always right. feeling really lost and i think mm. that for me i i really also wanted to like pursue this industry to like be an asian american that's like doing things that you don't see a lot of us yeah. doing you know it's amazing yeah so, so I, it's cool that you've kind of created yeah oh sorry no i was saying it's cool that you like uh, saw yourself as the representation you kind of may have been lacking yeah it's like you made your own lane for yourself yeah Mm-mm-mm. yes Yes. Was that like, <laughs> was that, was that something you like consciously thought about as you were doing it? Or was it like, as you're doing it, like, holy shit, I'm doing the thing that I never got to see. Was that like, yes, it was a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. It was a lot of like, yeah. I remember one time when I was in college, MTV Korea used to have an American channel where it was for Korean Americans. And I put it on and I saw the Korean girl hosting on the streets of Manhattan. And I was like, literally drooling i was like <laughs> i want to do that so bad That's like so i want to do awesome. that so bad and so it was something that as soon i, I knew as soon, i needed i didn't need college if i could go back and save my dad a lot of money i'd just be like dad listen let me just start the grind now i don't need to yeah. be in college i don't need to know spanish i know my math a little bit i'm good you know yeah and i think i would have just gone for it then what but, did you go to school for I went for communications journalism, so I definitely knew that it was going to be something within yeah. that field, you know. I just yeah. wanted to be immersed in that. And so, but then, you know, 2009, I graduated college. That's when the economy crashed. So there were no jobs. So <sighs> yeah. I went through, like, a lot during that time. I was, like, unemployed for almost two years. And I finally just caved and was like, I'm just going to get a 9 to 5. So I got this 9 to 5 at this marketing firm and literally blessed the marketing firm. It was They were fine. My soul was dying. Right, right. There is nothing worse than putting an like like one of you, one of us, right, in front of a computer every day and just like doing yeah. emails and like being in conferences that you don't care about or like meetings you don't care about. Like when I don't care about something, I don't care about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's and, tough too. That's yeah, tough. Yeah. That's and a so tough situation. I was there and then I fell in love with I was like, I'm just gonna try an acting class. And I just fell deeply in love. And I was like, this is it. So I quit my That's 9 to 5. I booked this small play. And it began my grind. Like, I was 26. I was living in an apartment with my friend. I was paying eight fifty. I became a dog walker. I was auditioning hard. I was making money. <clears throat> and I was just, like, doing my thing. And so, and then after that, I started, like, booking and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were... At your nine to five. Mm. So you said you got a play. Mm. Was there like talk talk to me about some of that fear of of quitting your nine to five because one play it's destined to end mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that if there are people out there who are listening and having a nine to five, because you're definitely not alone in that in that feeling of I, I, this is soul, soul sucking. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I want to do something creative. Mm-hmm. So how did you 
like what were some of the fears? What were some of your thoughts when you were quitting and saying like, no more nine to five, no more security blanket. I'm going for it. You know, I think people forget that like literally the life that you're living right now, this life that you have, this is your life, right? It's not your mom's life. It's not your dad's life. It's not your family's life. It's literally right. your life, right? Yeah. When you think about your life and what you want for yourself, everybody wants the same thing. They want whatever whatever meaning for them is happiness, right? They want fulfillment. They want to feel every day like they're waking up and doing the best that they can and feeling fulfilled when they go to bed at night, okay? Mm-hmm. So I had two decisions, right? I could be in this rat race. I could do the things that everyone's doing. I could have stability, um, coming check and doing all this stuff. Or I could just jump ship and say, you know what? I'm taking the leap of faith and I'm just going to go live the life that I want to live. Because I'm telling you right now, and I'm sure this is for you guys too. If you're not a happy person, everyone around you is going to be negatively affected by you. You are Mm -hmm. never going to be giving out positive energy. You are never going to be servicing your life for other people. You're just going to be in this sinking mud of death. Okay. So when I thought about like that, like I'm a, uh, you, I don't know if you guys know about astrology, but like I've been learning a lot about it, but basically I'm a double Aries. So it's like my personality and like truly who I am. And, and Aries were impulsive. We're risk takers. We just, we just go, we just do it, you know, and we go for it a hundred percent. And I was just like, F this. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a thousand dollars in my bank account, but I'm going to figure it out because this shit sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And literally, yeah. I quit. My boss was super against it. He, you know, and I always tell this story and I feel bad because he's a good guy, but I always say like, he always told me, he was like, you're probably gonna have to sleep your way to the top. And I was just <gasps> like, he said that to you. Oh, and I was just like, I was like, shit. honestly, I'm not going to do that, but thanks for your <laughs> advice. And I left. <laughs> And I sat in my living room and I felt so free. I was like, I am free right now. And now all I have to focus on is what I want to do and how to make money. And so like I really grinded, you know, I really, I walked many dogs all over Manhattan, (laughs) many dogs. (laughs) I did a lot of things to try to make ends meet and I always made ends meet, you know? Yeah. So you were walking dogs and auditioning all day? Like what was that like? I was walking dogs. I was auditioning. I was like applying for things i mean i was grinding i would go to readings by myself like if they were reading like a new play i would go to i'll try all these acting classes i i would be an usher at like theaters so that mm-hmm. i can like watch the show for free that's so fucking smart yeah that's so fucking smart and people don't think about that that's sorry continue so and i used to volunteer my time at small theaters just so i can watch free shows so i really fell in love with it and really just knew that this is what I wanted to do like a hundred percent you know that's awesome and when did you stop walking dogs and realize like this is my full-time this is what I'm this is what I'm doing yeah when did you kind of crack the uh the full-time gig I was like almost two years of grinding and this manager that was really grinding for me we were working together and I that at that point I had given up hosting I was like I don't want to host anymore I want to act And I casually mentioned to her, I was like, hey, by the way, like I used to be a host. I have a reel. She was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So I sent it to her and she just started submitting me for everything. And so I started auditioning for on-camera stuff again. 
and VH1 came along and basically it was like a grueling like four month audition. It was a super intense like I always Holy say to this shit. day VH1 is one of the most intense auditions I ever did because they just tested you on every level to see if you were capable of being a, like an entertainment host for them, you know? Yeah. So we go into the- So walk me through wait, wait, wait cuz I we've talked about this before, but I want to like walk me through this process. So I had never been on like this kind of scale of like a network audition before. So when I went there, there was like so many pretty girls and I sat next to this like Latina girl and she like made a cute joke. And I was just like, why am I here? I was like, I should just go home. So I texted my brother and I was like, Hey, like, I don't know if I should be here. I think I should go. Right. And my brother goes, there's a reason why you're in there. You stay, you go, and you do your thing. And I'm like, oh, Good okay, brother. Right? <laughs> so I go into the room. And there's like probably four or five people there. And the producer basically wants to test everything, right? So he goes, okay. He's like, this is how we're going to start. We're first going to see how you're on a prompter, right? So they're going to roll a script. So let's say it's the top music videos of Saturday morning. And they're going to just kind of list down whatever that is. So they want to see like how you do the introduction. They want to see how like you're repping, representing the video. So for so they're probably like, hey, what's up? My name is Ellie Lee and welcome to Saturday mornings here at VH1. We're going to count down the 10 best music videos that made the list this week. Kicking off, blah, blah, blah. So we would do that, right? And then he'd be like this. Okay. So you're on a red carpet and uh, it's for a movie premiere. And now Claire Danes is walking towards you. What are you going to ask her? Right. And you're in. Wait, are you into pop culture? Like you're tied in. So this is a test to see. Are you into pop culture? Do you know your stuff? You know? Oh, yeah. I would be like, who's Claire Danes? Claire Danes. What do you do for a living? (laughs) (laughs) Your latest thing was great. Can you want to talk about it? You were wonderful in that thing that you did with the guy uh-huh. and the person uh-huh. <laughs> i'm dying i'm dying yeah. but that's the thing i know these things so i'd be like so i would ask claire danes a bunch of things and then they'll be like okay now and then another actor would walk by what are you gonna ask him so they wanted to see do you know your actors whatever so then and then they had me they're like this we're gonna show you 10 pictures of celebrities and halloween costumes and you're just gonna riff on every single one right <laughs> oh hell yeah and i'm like all right <laughs> So he he just like starts sliding over and there's like Paris Hilton like in a nun costume. So like, you know, I, I would make a riff on that, riff on that, right? So they're like, okay, now. So it was like literally they wanted to see every single thing that a host would be doing, you know? Yeah. So it was like, you know, game things and da 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 blah blah. So I walked out of the audition, I felt really good about it, and then I didn't hear from them for a month. And then I didn't hear from them for another month. And I was just like, yo, this sucks. Then they had me come in, meet with the executive producers of like this morning show they had on VH1. And like, I just was very much myself and I left and I didn't hear anything. And at this point I was just like, just really losing hope. And I think I put a lot of my eggs in this basket because I needed a break. I was so sick of the grind. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This shit sucks, you know? And so basically... A week later, my manager calls me and she says, hey, I don't have the greatest news. And I was like, I started crying. She's like, I'm just kidding, bitch. You booked it. And I'm like, are you joking me? She's like, not only are you going to be VH1's uh, host, but they also want you to be a correspondent on the morning show. And it's going to be hosted by Nick Lachey. And so, and you're going to be doing things out in Times Square. So like, that's going to start on Monday. And I'm like, I've never done live TV before. going to start on Monday. On yeah. Monday. Yeah. Oh, and I've never done live TV, TV before. So I was like, what the hell is going on? Literally, I went from picking up poop to on the floor to <laughs> having a stylist 
having a that's makeup so artist, crazy getting my hair done every day to like being on live television to interacting with celebrities every single day it, like it was crazy and so that was kind of my i would say that was like my thing my big thing that what a whirlwind and like a total 360 of kidding, your life bitch, you got it <laughs> oh my gosh side note um my sister was just over here and i was showing her some of your instagram videos of like this is who we're interviewing and i found the one of you interviewing um john krasinski or krasinski have you say his last yeah. name oh so funny you're, <laughs> dude, so you're, you really are great you're on, so, the, so on great. the red carpet oh, thanks, i mean guys. yeah thanks guys <laughs> yeah. So so you got you were hosting for VH1 and then uh that and was then up you, until you still pursuing acting as well or did you you don't, I'm Honestly, assuming I guess you didn't really like have a time for job, it. Right? I I was still auditioning and I was I I like booked a a a, a short film indie during that time, but I was really like just so busy. I was traveling all over the place. I mean, it was awesome, honestly. It was awesome. Yeah. And then mm. Viacom, who owns like MTV, VH1, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, fired like 40% of everybody. Oh, that's right. And so I lost my job and it was like devastating and I went into like a depression and it was just like really, really hard on me because I really didn't know where to go from then. But, you know, after that, of course, you know, after hard times, the sun comes and I just started booking things here and there. And I started acting a little more. I did my first feature indie film and it was like this coming of age story of me and this guy and my grandpa. It's about Taekwondo. You can get it on Amazon prime or iTunes. It's called, I can, I will, I did. <clears throat> we'll put a link nice. in the description. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's tight. So I did that and you know, I became, I eventually became a video host for iHeartRadio. So I did all their video digital content so I'm just like interviewing all the music stars. I'm doing stuff on Wendy Williams. I was doing stuff on E, like that John Krasinski interview you saw. You're you know, like kind of all over. Yeah. So I just started really doing a lot of hosting stuff. And that was kind of my bread and butter. But yeah. I just never had good representation that really pushed me for acting. Yeah. And so even though I was getting some acting gigs here and there, it wasn't on an intense level. And so I really feel like I went to L.A. to really pursue it like hard. Yeah. And yeah. when did you move to L.A.? Uh, July this of 2019. Yeah. 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 And how's it going so far? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems like since the last time we talked, like you heard, you were kind well, of entering like this spiritual awakening and I've kind of seen some of it, but I'm curious to hear what's changed since moving from New York. Like, and do you think it was always coming? Like, would it have come if had you not moved or... Let me Walk tell you me something. That. I think in the last maybe three years of my life, I really lost myself. I, I lost who I was and not to, and I was in a relationship and not to say that like he was the reason or anything like that. But I think when you get into a relationship and the energy sometimes isn't right or like whatever, uh, you can get stuck in a lot of like really <clears throat> debilitating habits and things like that. And I think that during that time, I lost myself. I think I lost my independence and who I was and what really represented me. Because I think it was the first time that I was really in love and like at an older age and I was just willing to just jump all in. And yeah. I just became something and someone that I didn't really recognize anymore. So I think when I came to LA, it was almost like, yes, of course, physically and locationally, uh, a new a world, but I also yeah. didn't realize what was going to happen to me when I got there. And so when I got there, 
you know, at Corey and Alex, as you guys know, like I came there with my four year relationship. I never wanted to move to Los Angeles without my partner. I was like, I'm never going without him. I am not doing this alone. I know how lonely LA can be and I'm just not doing this, you know, not at this time in my life. And the first month that we were there, we ended up, you know, ending things and we were still living together. And I really was on this spiritual awakening and this new um self-love journey you know honestly like i'm 32 and i really never understood what it means to love yourself or what self-love really meant until i started this journey in july (laughs) eight months ago so basically my entire life people will be like i love myself be like yeah yeah me too but not having (laughs) any idea what that meant right yeah that's so true because you hear people say it all the time but until you discover it for yourself you don't really know so how do you do that? Like you just like, you just embrace yourself. Like I I don't really understand what that means. And I think when I really looked at myself and I looked at my, who I was in the relationship, I mean, I wasn't showing up for him in any kind of mature growing manner. And I think that I was not showing up for myself most importantly. And when you're looking inside of yourself and you're doing a lot of inner work and you're realizing you are a crazy hot mess, you have two decisions to make, right? I mean, one decision to make and two choices. And one of them is you can choose to stay in this. You can choose to stay in this when you clearly know it's not serving you. It's not meeting at your highest worth. It's not meeting meeting you at happiness. Nothing like that, right? Or you can say, oh, no, no, no. I choose me and I'm going to go work on this so that my life can be fulfilled. And of course that's scary because you're basically saying goodbye to everything that you know that is comfortable and that is stable and that is rock solid. And I was choosing to choose myself, even though I was scared shitless and choosing myself was obviously the tougher and harder road, but I know that that was the best decision for the both of us in many ways. And so the last eight months have been very difficult for me in terms of navigating LA on my own, being new to uh, this city where I realized like, yeah, I know people, but it's not like somebody's going to hook me up with a job. Like I'm auditioning, but it's not as much as I want it to be. And like, it's not like every audition I go to, I'm like booking it, you know, I'm yeah. competing with everybody. So it's like, it's been a very humbling experience for me. I I have had to do side jobs that I've never had to do before. I don't mean prostitution. That sounded like I, no, I no, had to go to some dark you. places. That sounded like some <laughs> prostitution. But Put on had, your heels. Yeah. yeah. But, but I've had to do some side gigs that, literally guys have humbled me so much where there's been moments where I'm like, I really truly never thought I would be here in my life right now. And this is so hard in terms of just like my ego and my pride and like just like mm-hmm. these narratives and these thoughts that you have, you had these expectations for yourself when you're at a certain age. And the fact that like a lot of part of me feels like I really regressed back into time mm-hmm. has been super humbling and super difficult and I've had to work through a lot of shame and pride and really look at who I was and what I really wanted for myself and it has been really hard to navigate that on my own I think but obviously having a a higher power to lean has been for me this lifesaver yeah yeah I'm so I'm so thankful to hear you say that for many reasons um one, I think a lot of people can relate to that, myself included, and I'm sure Corey, I know yeah, Corey totally, can too. for sure. To, it's so easy for people to look on the outside and see your life 
and think she's made it. Look at all the jobs she's doing. Look at all of the stuff she's doing. And I think it's important for all of us to realize like just because we do, you know, certain things doesn't mean we're at like a certain level. And um, I too have recently taken on a job that I, it's, it tests my ego every single week and every week I have to like, okay. And I, I got to talk to myself before I go in. And even while I'm there, there's days where it's bad and there's days where it's good, but it's, 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 it's a hump, a very humbling experience for me. And I also am like learning to count my blessings within this like side side gig I guess <laughs> it's like a side side gig um yeah so thank you for yeah. for sharing that and being very vulnerable if I'm gonna be super vulnerable here I literally last weekend signed up to be a clown for kids birthdays you would be a great clown. I think you'd be a great yeah kids entertainer <laughs> there, yeah. hold on there's nothing not novel about entertaining children first it's of true all. it's true it's true but like, like I get it the hardest side gig I did recently that really humbled me. Oh my God. I broke down in my car. I basically signed up for something called Amazon Flex. And for anybody out there, actually, this is a great side gig. If you're like, if you have a partner and you guys are doing this together, this and, and whatever. But I signed up for a program called Amazon Flex where basically you go. So I drove like an hour and a half in LA to go pick up these packages. And then they send you to like a specific area in Los Angeles and you deliver Amazon packages to people. Okay. And so every time you go, it's probably like they say it's three hours. They're going to pay you like a certain amount of money. So the one I did was $66, right? I drive an hour and a half, right? I pick up 45 packages. They send me to a part of LA that wasn't safe and it Mm. definitely didn't feel safe. And there were many times where I was like, I should not be doing this right now. Like as a female, I should not be doing this. And so basically what you do is you go and you deliver packages but the problem is, is that first of all, it's not like you have parking at all these places, number one, right? Yeah. Number two, you have to use your phone a lot because you have to take a picture of uh, where you left the package. You have to be calling the people because a lot of them live in apartment complexes or they live in gated communities, or, not gated communities, but like, you know, gated buildings yeah. or whatever. So basically I'm hustling to deliver these packages to these people, calling these people, trying to arrange things with these people, trying to sneak into garages, like trying to do like, like throwing packages over lawns, like literally. And then I looked down at my phone, I was at 5%. I had literally 20 more packages to go. I sat down in my car, I was drenched in sweat and I just broke down. And I was like, I don't like, they're like, I think, and Alex and Corey, you probably understand this too, but like, you know, when you and me sign up to go chase what lights us up, you don't realize what you have to do, the things that you have to do to get to that place, right? Yeah. You just, think, you just think about the end result, right? Yeah. I never signed up for this part of it. And it's not, <clears throat> and, and my personality, the way that I am is like, I know that I need to survive to get to the place when I do make that career change move that I'll be okay. But all of this stuff truly is so difficult for me to engage in because this is not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it has really brought me to many levels of deep thinking and like, 
who, what I truly am and what's really going on here and what am I chasing and is this worth it and is this going to pay off and all these things, right? Yeah. So now it's like, you know what? I'm just going to chase fulfillment. These are things that I definitely want. These worldly things I do definitely want. Okay. I understand it's not going to bring me validation or happiness in the internal sense, but I need to go chase something that is going to fill me inside because right now what this is, has done to me has just ripped me in the insides. Yeah. Truly, you know? And so, yeah. Dude, I can, I can so resonate with that. I spent, I mean, I was in a band for seven years and I, you know, I tried and tried and tried and tried and failed and failed and like, it just didn't pan out. And like the end of it, like I thought I was going to kill me. You know, I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And that's it. Never paid off, you know? Um, and then like, I had started to do filmmaking stuff and like, I just like, I don't like, I hadn't, you know, met people that were like helping me along in my journey. I was doing it all by myself and I got like frustrated and I was like, I don't know if this is working. And then, you know, I spent four years working at a bar and like just doing the thing I wanted to be doing in my spare time, you know, like, and, you know, I had all these other friends that were like, you know, already just doing full-time filmmaking. And I was just like, this is, you know, I'm never, never going to get there. So when I did, you know, it's not this crazy. I don't, I'm not trying to be like a famous, you know, like, uh, cinematographer or whatever, but like, you know, just working full time doing something that you really enjoy is like, for me, just like, I take it, I never take it for granted. I'm always just like, this is, I, this is everything and I'll do whatever I have to do to like protect it. And I'm also not above being humbled and doing something else, you know? So like, I try to remember where I remember all those moments in my life where I was like, all I want to be doing is doing this full time. And, you know, I, I try never to let that, you know, get away from me because it, it it's a constant reminder of like you're only as good as the last thing that you've done and like to never be content I think is the big like lesson I've learned in my life is like don't ever fucking be content because there's someone hungrier that's you know yeah. coming up and wants it more than you do so like that's you know kind of my take on it but you have to be willing to hustle and put yourself in those like like I, I, when you said that you did the clown thing, like I remember I played a birthday party for like a 12 year old and I was in like this indie band and I was like, this is so, <laughs> I just, I did, I wanted to fucking jump off a bridge. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing, this is not what I want to be doing. Like, you know, and it's, I hear you. And, and I, I, I just, I, that broke my heart when I heard you say that. Cause I'm like, I've been there. Like, I know that feeling. I fucking know that feeling. And it's, it's just yeah. temporary, you know? But it is, as you mentioned, it's all of our, all of our egos are being bruised by doing these things. And I believe they're being bruised because we look at other people. I guess I should only speak for myself, but we, I look at other people and I look at what I think their track was. And I'm like, they never had to do this. They never had to work, work as a clown or whatever it may be. And so we're letting our comparisons bruise our egos and we don't even know what their what their life was like because of course they're only showing what we all do we only show the highs and yeah um and also we have to remember their journey is not our journey exactly totally different yeah that's a hard one you know it's hard though it's so much easier to say i know i know i'm society y'all it's time to shut down instagram you know what i'm saying (laughs) Yeah, I had to, yesterday, we, I woke up and I just was, 
I it started off wonderfully. I taught a yoga class to my gym and for some reason I just I guess I woke up on the wrong side and I I haven't really been too stressed about the situation we're in. Um so I I don't know if it was that or I just was not in a a good mood. Um and I realized the third time in like an hour that I looked up at Instagram I was like I need to social distance myself from this like I can't, I can't right now I can't deal with it uh, I yeah I'm a huge fan of social media breaks and um social distancing from media yeah someone else is hopefully soon gonna get on board with that <laughs> I've been I've been glued to the New York Times with everything that's going on and like yeah. reddit to see what yeah. like trump is said or you know what's happening but i love the the what's his name is he the head of the cdc who's the uh france frank francis what's his name oh fauci yeah fauci how he's <laughs> where he was face palming hero. right in front of trump just like oh my <laughs> oh, god like oh he face palmed so hard he <laughs> literally trump was talking he was just like oh my god oh i can't wait to watch this yeah it's hysterical um we're in weird times guys <laughs> Such Dude, weird we're times. Very strange times. Such weird times. I feel like I feel like there was a paradigm shift and we got bumped into another dimension like Dude. the day of the election. Dude. The day of the twenty sixteen election. Dude. People are like <laughs> the fuck. People are like, we're gonna go back to work in two weeks, right? I'm like No bo-bo. Probably not. No. Probably not. Probably and that's not. what like going um it's just, people are just very fearful right now. Yeah, and people scared. are letting fear guide them instead of allowing peace like love and trust but it's hard to in this in the the world right now where we are i think it's like ironically like poetically beautiful that every person in the world is dealing with the same thing i was telling Corey last night i really think the universe and and this might be too woo woo for some people but i really think the universe is sending us a message and saying like you weren't listening to me before you got to slow the fuck down. Yeah. You have to connect to everyone because you have to remember that we are a human race. Or I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> Get, like, listen yeah. to me. <laughs> also, you know, this, depending on how long we everyone is quarantined, I mean, it, it is helping Mother Earth right now heal. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Corey showed me. I mean, this was a good thing that he saw on the New York Times. But the pollution um, levels of los angeles at this time last year dude in los angeles right now seattle and new york it's amazing but dude think about what just a couple of like a couple days would do it's insane it's insane i feel you know there is there are many lessons to be learned during this time i think for many people shaking people up it's scaring the hell out of people it's time to like break patterns, break old habits, you know, stop doing the same thing over and over. It's time to really care. It's about unity. There's a lot of things going on right now. And I feel like, you know, as we go, people are, I don't know. It's just, it's a very interesting time. You know, we, we've been living through some interesting times. Dude, yeah. it's crazy. We went to the bodega last night to pick up some stuff for dinner. And the, we like now I've, I've been doing this for a while now, but especially now I make sure to look them in the eye and say like, thank you. And like generally ask like, how are you today? And as we were leaving, um, she was like, stay safe and stay healthy. And we said, you know, same to you. Thank you so much for working. We really appreciate it. And we walked out of the store and I said, I'm so glad that everyone now is being so friendly to Mm -hmm. each other. Like imagine if we did this all the time. 
Dude, it's it's also kind of crazy that like, you know, for so long everyone's been like, oh, military are the heroes of the the military guys are we should thank them and like, you know, our senators and politicians are leading us. Like, no, you know who's fucking important? Grocery store workers, mm-hmm. delivery men, <laughs> teachers, fucking nurses and teachers, doctors. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it's flipping everything on. Yeah, heroes on the front line, mm-hmm. fucking doctors mm-hmm. and nurses. Like mm-hmm. they should be getting paid more. They should be making all of the money. I also <laughs> I also feel like it's real. It's really highlighting who actually the important people of society are. Because all yeah. you do is just like celebrity, celebrity, celebrity. These motherfuckers are all getting corona. You know, Yo, <laughs> shit. They're just did in you their see their shit in their mansions and shit. You saw that Gal Gadot. Um, I wanted to hear your hot take oh, on wait, Gal Gadot. No, I wanted you, to I, hear your hot take on this because it's someone so toned it to Because I haven't seen it. Okay, so Gal Gadot and a bunch of other celebrities like got on Instagram and started singing Imagine. Imagine all the people. They're like, we need to, we need to heal the planet, and everyone's like, what the fuck is your problem sitting up there singing Imagine? Imagine, you need to be donating your money, motherfucker. Like, people were so mad. Vice Twitter. was like, this is yeah. so god-awful and tone-deaf. Yeah, it's, it's very tone-deaf. And Twitter flipped out and just started making fun of them and stuff like that. Aww. But it's true. It's like, you guys are literally the 1%. Yeah. You know? And the rest of us, like, I'm a daughter of small businesses, you know? Of a family of small businesses, we are majorly affected right now. I'm also a freelancer. You know, I don't have benefits. I don't have a 401k. I don't have any of this stuff. And it's true. It's like, what are you guys doing? Did you guys see that Vanessa Hutchins clip? No. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Vanessa Hutchins goes on Instagram Live. You know who Vanessa Hutchins is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I gotta, I gotta make sure y'all don't know your celebrities. You know? <laughs> we don't. I'm about to you. pull this. Is it still up? Oh, yeah. It's still up. She goes on Instagram Live, right? And she's like, okay. So somebody says like, they're saying this is going to go until July, right? And she goes, honestly, I think that's all bullshit. She's like, it's not going to go to July. And she's like, okay, I understand that this is a virus. Okay. And it's like affecting the whole country. And I respect it. But like... People are going to die. Like, it's inevitable. So, like, <laughs> and literally people went insane on her. <laughs> insane on her. Even celebrities were like, dude, what are you talking about right now? Oh, no. And now everyone's like, Vanessa Hudgens is canceled. Vanessa Hudgens is canceled. <laughs> and now she's been putting, like, all of these, like, you know, health, you know, be safe things on her Instagram. But it's like, bro, you already made the mistake. You Damn. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Love yeah. in the time of Corona. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy, dude. Wow. I mean, it's a great wake up call, and I'm kind of glad that we're doing this again because I feel like, like, it's really put humans in, like, given them a new perspective on what it means to be human. Like, dude, I've spent more time with my nephew in the last three days playing Fortnite <laughs> than I've talked with him in the last six years. Like, it's really been it's great. Family, like family time, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Facetiming my sister every day. Mm-hmm. I'm calling my dad like every day. It's and I don't normally do those things. I, you know, I call my mom. It's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. And I'm 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 into it for now. Like I'm gonna be ready to get back to work, obviously. But yeah, talk to me on day ninety nine, man. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> oh last gosh. That long. <laughs> oh. And that's why people are acting out of fear is because we don't know how long this is gonna last, yeah. and people are spiraling of and, and not. And just, not, not just kind of, of taking, taking it day, it day by day because there's, there's nothing, nothing. Corey was starting to we've both gone through a little bit of waves of, of stress I haven't I haven't hit my my major panic moment. <laughs> panic mode yet yeah. 
but he had one the other day and I said, I know it's hard to hear this and it's not really going to help, but I just have to remind you that you have to take it day by day because stressing out about the unknown is not going to do anything but bad. Also, how privileged do we sound? We're like, oh, what's going to happen in two months? We don't know yeah. how we're going to go. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. So you yeah. stressing about something where you don't even know if you're going to be living around that time or whatever, it's not going to do you anything but cause you unpleasant feelings, you know? Yeah. So we really yeah. got to just like, everybody needs to calm down, breathe, and know that everybody's in the same boat right now. On yeah. Like many people are. So it's like, what can you do? What I also yeah. love about this virus is that it's non-discriminatory. Right. It like doesn't matter who you are. I'm glad. It's like black, white, Asian, <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> uh, we're coming for you. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. Yeah. What yeah. made you laugh this week? What made me laugh this week? Anything funny? Um. Yeah. Well, something that really made me laugh. Oh. I mean, okay. obviously, Vanessa Hudgens was kind of hysterical. Yeah. I need to watch this clip. I don't know if you guys know this Asian guy, but he 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 has a lot of Instagram videos where basically he you know he does all these tricks, but like he puts it in his butt or like the guy remember he, the the wine thing where he like does the table thing he takes the oh I know out. exactly what you're talking about yeah that funny yeah. guy yeah I just watched one of his videos and it just had me dying. He's just like this really weird guy who does like really weird like magic <laughs> tricks, but he always uses like his butt or like his naked stomach. Like it's just very funny, and so like that really yeah. cracked me up. Yeah, the internet's keeping it keeping <sighs> keeping the comedy. The internet up. is hilarious, bro. Like yeah. some yeah. of these memes are killing it, killing. Yeah. It. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I would say I would say like the meme game has made me like die Sorry. this week. Like the funniest one I saw. Well, like the one that made me like really, I was like, damn, whoever fucking thought of this is so funny was the um, uh, global warming needs coronavirus' publicist. Oh, I thought that I was like so that. fucking funny. I was yeah, like, that damn. Was funny. That's true. These, yeah. Some of these people that are doing this, they're very talented. Very I know. talented. Dude, yeah. I feel like meme artists, I mean, it's already a thing, mm -hmm. but like it's, it's a new form of comedy. It's a new stand up version of like stand up, not stand up, but like it is comedy. For but, sure. Yeah. Also, like, tw like people who are good at tweeting, that's a, that's a new form of comedy too. Yeah. yeah, you know, our friend Katie um, is so so funny on Twitter, and I I don't really go on Twitter, but she'll post some of her tweets on Instagram, and every time I'm like, I want to go on Twitter just so I can follow you because you're so fucking funny, dude. It's really and I know that it's just a drop in the bucket. There are so many, <clears throat> right. dude. Back in the day when Kanye did that song with. Um, Paul, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. When Kanye did oh. that song with Paul McCartney, my best friend Chance jokingly was like, tweeted. "Damn!" He tweeted, "He's like, damn, Paul, this Paul McCartney guy's career is about to blow up." And like, <laughs> people fucking went in on him, like not under, like if they would have read his Twitter, like he's went, he has a degree in music, like he's a music, <laughs> but it just was like he was the first one to say that joke, Dang. and it was so funny. See, but I mean, like really, that. it's whoever gets there first, which is also kind of what's beautiful about Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's like thinking the same type of thing, but yeah. it's like whoever delivers it the best is usually kind of so wins. It's so good. It's so good. Wins so, the so followers. Good. What so about good. you? Um, I think that what made me laugh the most this week is overhearing Corey playing Fortnite with his ten-year-old nephew. Yeah. Because it's just constantly so. Corey plays with his nephew, Billy, and then sometimes Billy um, 
does he FaceTime with he Max face, as well? So he calls me and FaceTimes me, and then he calls his buddy Max, who's also 10. And we all play together. So two 10-year-old boys, and they're just yelling at Corey, like, where are you going? You're doing, You're doing it wrong. Like, don't go over there. Corey, 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 wait, but Corey. Get in the helicopter. And Corey's and like, like, I what? can't. What? I don't know how to do it. I don't it. know what's going on. Why are you yelling at me? Oh, my gosh. It was Damn. so funny. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. Though. I like that. Yeah, it's also yeah. probably my most embarrassing thing is how bad I am at video games. That a ten year old are like, pick oh. up your game. Yeah, dude, oh for real. God. Pick up your game. Um, yeah. What I feel like I wrote something down the other day that I did something maybe stupid or embarrassing. Core power, you. Oh no, I remembered a story. Um, so this is a most embarrassing by proxy. Um, Ooh, pr- embarrassment by proxy is tough. Well. No, it's. I guess it's not really by proxy. I, I wasn't embarrassed by it. But anyway, um, I had... Whoa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't lean away from sorry. me. <laughs> um, I had a teacher in middle school or high school. I can't remember. She said that whenever her dad had to fart, he would yell out Geronimo uh-huh. so that it would drown the noise of his fart so no one heard him farting. And she didn't know this until she was... Probably like, I don't know. She was also in middle school Mm -hmm. and she was sitting in class and she was sat next to like the cutest boy in school Mm -hmm. and she felt like she had to fart and she was so nervous and she was like, oh, I'll just do my dad's trick. And she, she didn't (laughs) time it right. (laughs) So she yelled Geronimo and then then she farted. (laughs) So it was like she was announcing her fart. (laughs) Dude, that shit would have killed me. Like 10 year old me would have been all about that. in middle school you yelled Geronimo. And then fart. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's so cute. That's a hilarious that. story. That's so that's funny. Hilarious. So that's my most yeah. embarrassing by, yeah. by proxy. Um, Did you do anything stupid or embarrassing recently? I mean, I you're back with your you family. Huh? I, I had a thing. You got one? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, no, I mean, playing with my nephew was, was pretty embarrassing. Um, I mean, also, like, I do this, th- I've done this thing a couple of times where, like, I put my, I pull my phone, I put my flashlight on uh-huh. and uh, a couple of days ago i had my flashlight on and then i put it back in my pocket and people were like yo your, your flashlight's still on so i pull it out and then i click it and then i put it back in my phone they're like yo grandpa your flashlight's still on so i was like oh okay okay pull it out again click it off put it back it's like still on they're like how old are you dude <laughs> like what but what, you i mean, didn't know where to, how to turn it off i did, clearly i didn't know how to try i mean and i know how i just wasn't doing it but there was a group of were... like five people watching me try to turn this off so that was a little embarrassing i wonder if you were turning off or turning on the what's the button right below it is like low battery like uh, save i don't mode. remember I... yeah maybe that's funny all right now Silly you know huh now you know how to turn it off i do now yes i have learned <laughs> i have learned yes we're good we're gucci <laughs> I thought it was so embarrassing. I went to the Korean market uh, the other day to buy groceries and I was wearing no makeup. Like I looked insane, right? And Doubtful. As I come out of the aisle and um, push my cart, I see a high school friend coming towards oh. my way and he, we looked at each other and he immediately recognized me and he smiled and I literally just asked him and looked away, bro, because I was looking crazy. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, no, I'm going to pretend like I don't, I don't recognize you right now. I'm going to go. But do we pass by each other? Like, it was awful. Oh, oh <laughs> damn. More the story is wear sunglasses, Ellie. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> wow. Whoa, that's crazy. Do you, are you from a, a small town? No. 
I would okay. say small town. It's, it's comprised of Jewish people and Koreans. Mm. So. All right. That has nothing to do with how big or small it is, yeah. though. <laughs> do you live in a small town? Well, well it's I mostly don't know. Jewish it's and Jewish Koreans. Korean <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool, great. Cool, cool, cool. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell that Corey's ready to, to wrap this puppy up, but before, <laughs> before we wrap up, I just want to say... Um, since the last time we, we did, I think the last time we did this is November. Um, and since then, I've been following you on Instagram. And I love watching your Instagram stories. Same. You are always so positive. Yeah. And I really enjoy watching you laugh at yourself. I, I really admire that. I, that's why we do this like most embarrassing thing, because I think it's really important to, to do that. And um, I also just love how much you care for animals we we definitely share that but i was remembering something that happened because i was telling my sister you know the, who were podcasting and i said she's such a kind soul she noticed when in your when you were in your old apartment when you noticed your next door neighbors or someone close to you their dog would bark when they would leave because of course the dog's lonely and sad and instead of going over to complain you went over and said hey i work from home a lot and i have a dog I'm happy to have your dog hang out yeah. with me and we'll take him on walks so and, sweet. and stuff. I that is so, so beautiful. Yeah. And I just, I'm, yeah, go follow Ellie we're, because we're very big fans of yours. She's yeah. so fun to watch and inspiring. And I just really love that story. And thank you for doing that. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, if people want to follow you, where can yeah. where can they find you? And uh, you have a podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, I have Plug a away. that just launched called Just Woke Up Podcast. It's like a one-on-one intro into the awakening. And mm -hmm. so it's just going to be a lot of mind-blowing interviews and conversations. Dope. Love so, it. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at L-E-Y-J Lee. Nice. Awesome. And you have uh, some merch and stuff too, right? Are you still doing merch? I do. If you go on the Instagram, you can see in my highlights where I'm selling some merch. Yeah. Right? So funny. We'll put it. a link for that in the uh, in the show notes. And where can people follow you guys? <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Um, so our podcast at Husband and Wife Talk on Instagram. Um, and then our podcast is Husband and Wife Talk. And um, you can follow me at Dancing Ginger Alex because I'm a dancer. I'm a ginger, and my name is Alex. <laughs> yeah, this is great. You're like giving <laughs> us a lesson here. And I'm at Corey Lauren, um, and you can follow Holly Lou uh, on the Instagram, who sponsors this podcast at Holly Lou Creative. Yay! Yeah. yeah. Well, right, Ellie, right. thank you thank so you much so for much jumping for on board. Doing this again. Hearts to you. Hearts, Hearts to, you. to everyone and stay safe stay healthy and enjoy this time with your family i'm very jealous yeah i wish i could be with my family right now mm, love you guys yeah i love right. you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon i'm stealing conversation it's about to go down i'm feeling your vibration